This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today, a blast from the past. I'm back. My wife is here. (laughs) Hello. What's up, woman? Nothing. I'm I'm back. My game is strong now because I have my own podcast, so I I know how this goes now. And it's funny. I also know that it's going to be the exact same because as we sit down here today, and I'm like, "Yo, what are we doing today, baby? What are we talking about?" He's like, "You never know. Don't worry about it. I got it." So, new me, same version of 15 minutes to freedom where I never know what's going on and we just wing it. What do you mean, new you? Meaning when we started, when you were like. Hey, I want you to hop on the podcast. We're going to do this couples thing together. I was a little timid, right? I'm not a timid person to begin with, but I I was not as confident with the mic as I am now from putting in my own reps on my own podcast. I suppose that makes sense. Right, I mean, when you listen to your first 15 Minutes to Freedom episode and then the ones that you do now, vastly different, right? New you. I don't know. I don't listen to that. That's it's nonsense. Well, I will tell you that... If I listen to our first podcast we did together, like the first six months of our relationship, right? We did that one. Mm-hmm. Way different than how we flow now. It's fair. Well, I'm excited to be back. Right? Me too. This is nice. Kind of energetically as you're listening in, Lindsay, Lindsay and I have been going back and forth about cars and just random things, right? I mean, she's married to me. Uh, we change cars about as frequently as most people, I think, buy new shoes. One hundred percent. I just I, I love cars. I can't. I don't want to get rid of that hobby or habit. Now, granted, we like my most re- recent acquisition is a nineteen ninety three Toyota Land Cruiser. You guys, it is atrocious and amazing at the same time. And I say atrocious because aesthetically, like the bones of it are great, and I get it. But it's a nineteen ninety four, so like you get in it, and it's it like takes me back to high school. Right. Because I I mean, I graduated high school in 2000. However, when you got a car like in my group of friends, you got a used one. So we started high school in 1996. So the things that people were driving by the time they got to 16 were 94, 95. Like nobody got a new car. So it it takes me back. You just crossed your part of my soul. Why? Well, number one, it's a 93. It's not a 94. Oh, so, so, so give it an extra year. Right. Like that. That's where it starts. Secondly, your friends were wealthy enough they were driving Land Cruisers in 96? Well, no, not Land Cruisers. But like the whole inside, right? Like the the dial radio and there's no, like they had to have a CD player put in it because it wasn't original. And like the the slide for the temperature control, like get out of here. Everything I've had recently of the last decade has been digital or some kind of dial where you can actually see what it is this one's like no you got to slide it if you slide it too much to the left you're freezing too much to the right you're dying but it's fire i know baby i know you love it but why don't you tell everybody why you love it now why why even more so now so i bought it originally because i wanted to flip it right i still have access to see what cars go through the auction for and have access to dealer's license and things like that and so being able to acquire this car for a whopping right thirty five hundred to four grand somewhere yep. in there, and looking at the auction, seeing man these go between sixty five hundred eighty five hundred bucks with two hundred twenty thousand miles, and here's this version with hundred and thirty five thousand, like this is a stone cold winner. That's right. And so drive, we pick it up. 
It's raining out. Lindsay and John are in the car. We just had gotten back from Atlanta. They've, they're they tired of being in the car. They don't give a shit about this car. No. They think it's ridiculous. And I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> He's so excited. And I've, I've never liked Toyotas. They're not my thing. It's, it's just like I'm, I'm seeing it as a great, in my mind at that point, a money-making opportunity. And we go to pick up the car, and it's actually, of all places, Mansfield, my hometown. Mm-hmm. It's about 45 minutes, maybe an hour from our house now. And so as we're driving it back, Lindsay and Gianna are in, in her car. And I tell him to go ahead. Like, I don't know how quick this car is going to be. Like, Yeah, he's telling me, he's like, so we just wrote this check for this car, but I don't know if it's going to hit 60 on the highway. I'm going, are you serious? Because he, we went, to, we went to lunch, and of course, I'm driving Gianna in front of him, and he gets out as we go to little, the little train restaurant is where we went. And he's like, man, it's, it's a little rougher than I thought. It's, it's, a, it's a little rougher. And I went, oh, okay, what does that mean? I mean, cars like that, I expect to need a little TLC. Right? It's just how, how they work. But I drive it home, and I'm on the highway, and I call you, and you're already home. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, it's quiet. <laughs> he's so excited. It's comfortable. I'm driving 80 miles an hour, and I, I fall in love with the car. Well, Lindsay's original car that we still have is a lease, and we figured out that she drives more miles than we originally had thought. Poor calculation, poor planning, additional miles she drives, her not really giving a shit. It's some of all of it together. <laughs> like it's just I like to run I like to run around and do things, but also like you come to the office and the gym and home and they're all in the same path. I've got the gym, the dogs, the kid, the office, the groceries, the stuff. So like I just do a lot more running around than you do. And while there's some truth to that, like a lot of truth to that. We also must admit that your ability to plan. Yeah, I like to just wing it. Which is ironic because anytime I want to just wing it in anything in life, it makes you incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, but your your winging is not like, yeah, I want to go to Whole Foods today. Your winging is like, let's drive an hour to Mansfield and pick up a car that I've never seen and drive it home and be like, sure, I can flip it. That's your winging it. Fair statement. <laughs> and so, right, we're... Her car is something I've been driving. We have another six months left on the lease. And it, it's, right, I drive a whopping like 10 miles a day now at the most. I literally, just like you just said, I drive from the house to the gym and the gym to the office and then back home. Yep. I don't go anywhere. I don't really care. And it's on the same strip. It's all on the same strip. And so, like, you know, I'm going to drive the Land Cruiser a little bit. I'm going to save some miles on what we deem to be Lindsay's car, but really, Lindsay has two cars now. Because <laughs> I get all the cars. <laughs> she's got her original sedan that she drives, and it, right, it's a Mercedes-Benz C-Class. It doesn't really matter. And then we bought a Mercedes GL diesel for her, right, for the, the secondary car. I got rid of my pickup truck, mm-hmm. bought the diesel, and said, look, I'll drive the C-Class to keep the miles down. Yeah, just the way it works. And in driving this beautiful Toyota... Lindsay enjoys, and I have started to enjoy more, having some sort of mindless show to watch in short periods of time for when Gianna goes to bed, we want to unwind and and all the things. Now, I fully know that blue light exposure is bad for me at night. I know I should have on my red red glasses that block the blue light, but right, it's it's like something that Lindsay and I have enjoyed doing together. So I throw all caution to the wind and just live in the moment. Yeah, we're we're rebels here living without our blue light glasses. And just watch TV. And so we're out of shows, right? Like, 
she wants to watch some dumb shit that I don't care about. He wants to watch dumb shit that I don't care about. And so I commandeer the remote, as any good red-blooded American male does, <laughs> and say, look, Narcos looks like it's hot. And Grant, Narcos has been out for a long time. I started it. Your your head is tilted. I'm tilted because I feel like we 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 had some suggestions from some friends, and I'm like, "What about Narcos?" And we watched the preview, and you didn't say shit, and I'm like, "Fuck it!" And put the remote down. And you're like, "I got us." And then you started Narcos. Eventually, yes. Yeah. And so I'm watching it. The first season has to do with Pablo Escobar, which I knew nothing <laughs> about him. Right, I knew right, high level, right, drug lord and kingpin and all these things, but I didn't know. Him and granted, it's a TV show, so keep, please keep in mind. I realize the fact that some of it is fabricated and for entertainment value. But the thing that's not fabricated is the man was driving around or being driven around in Toyota Land Cruisers all the time. All the time, like that was the car. And the funny thing is, is that the the show, if you haven't watched Narcos, it puts in some of the real life photographs and interviews and newscasts of that time of Pablo Escobar. So. They're legitimately driving around the same car that you're now driving around. Close. Now, close because fortunately or for me, monetarily, unfortunately, a 93 was a newer body style. The body style changed in 92. Mm. So 91 and before is what Pablo would have driven in those shows. The classic Pablo. And man, do I love those cars. But (laughs) it, it... I also love what what we now have. And so now I want to get a license plate for it that says either Pablo 1 or Escobar 1. <laughs> Somebody help me. Please intervene. <laughs> because, I mean, it, it oddly enough, too, the car is white, right? It's, it's, it's cocaine white in color. Oh, yeah. The dumbass that owned it before me painted the front bumper white, the back bumper white. Like, there's some things for car enthusiasts out there. Press pause, Google 1993 Toyota Land Cruiser. You'll see the front bumper back in those days was black. Mm -hmm. And the running boards were black. And the tire wheel well moldings were color matched, right? They were white. And then it was a back rear bumper. And I get what someone was trying to do. They painted it. But it was a a mildly decent paint job. And then they also took the dash off, like the part of the dash that's plastic, not leather, and painted it white as well. Right? So this is just a, a, a straight... A straight cocaine white <laughs> Land Cruiser. Yes, and of course, during the same time, you you may be familiar as you're listening in with our pitbulls, right? Since last time you've heard us speak together, we have mm-hmm. acquired a second pitbull. Zeus died, mm-hmm. which you know about, and we acquired Athena. Yeah, we're sticking with the Greek theme in our family. She's our third pitbull. We've never had a female. I've never owned a female dog from like a puppy stage, right? My I adopted a, a female dog that came into the hospital once upon a time that now lives with my ex-husband, but I was never really uh, attached. She was always my ex-husband's dog. I was never really attached to her. And so Athena has joined the ranks of our Greek theme, and she is a little tank. Yeah, I mean, she's going to be, I mean, she's got a weird, a, a beautifully weird build to her. Yeah, she's, she's going to be Long and low riding, big head. She's probably going to be 85 or 90 pounds. Yeah, right? if you, the if you American happen, bully style. Yeah, if you happen to follow Lindsay or I on social media, whether Facebook or Instagram, you'll see right, she's a seven-month-old puppy as she's, we record this. Yeah, she's she's about seven or eight months old as, as best as we can guess. Yeah, and she probably high 60s, low 70s as far as the weight goes. Big girl's pushing 70 for sure. Yeah. She's solid. 
I share that because our other dog is Roman, who is brown. He's stoic. He. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the emperor is like a. a, a <laughs> I know I call him the emperor. This is a long story, but the emperor is like the classic pit bull style, right? He's a little taller. He's leaner. He's still got that really sharp precision type of head. I mean, he just looks like a modeled killer all the time. And so we call him the emperor because for up until very recently, right, it seemed like he would sit on the couch and <laughs> lean back and it was like he's a human, but he's an elitist, right? He just seemed like he He's has, an entitled asshole inside. Yeah, he's got some some royal bloodline for sure. or something in there. But after completing the first season of Narcos and the second season <laughs> of Narcos, and then there's a third season of Narcos, we've of course completed all of them. Can't do anything half-assed with the way that we no, work. No. There's no partially pregnant with us. I get to thinking, and right, it, it definitely you need to hop on Netflix and watch season one of Narcos, just because the character that plays Pablo Escobar has this Brilliant. quiet, no emotion kind of. After you know he has to escape and do some things, the second half of the season he's all alone all the time, or maybe it's season two. It doesn't matter. He's alone. And so I start looking at the emperor, and I'm like, it's not the emperor. It's <laughs> Senor Escobar. <laughs> he quietly lurks. Roman quietly lurks around the, the corners of our home, and he peeks in, and he's pensive, and he plans things, and it's all internal. And he's like, this dog is Pablo Escobar incarnate. I'm like, oh, Jesus. But he's super, like, our Senor Escobar is very, very loyal to us. He's... He, he's loving, he's affectionate, he's still quiet, but the minute you cross him... You, you die. If he, he dies, he, he dies. He <laughs> lunges at your neck. Like <laughs> He rips apart our front door, the wood around the door frame. If somebody rings a doorbell, this this dog is trying to kill you. Yeah, about his his family, If he would never hurt one of us. But if, if, if you are not his person, you might leave with one less finger or toe. For sure. But we also found... As we got tired of, really, Lindsay got tired of patching the front door's wood. <laughs> we realized, or I realized, I'm taking a full credit for this, yes. that as we would come back from the grocery store, the Emperor, Roman, a.k.a. Senor Escobar, <laughs> is very, very nervous and apprehensive about these plastic grocery bags. Yes, we are the ones that are killing the planet with plastic grocery bags. but I we, use them for dog poop. I know it sucks because then I can't recycle them. But we have them. And so he will f see that we're coming in and then take off and hide until all the plastic gets done making noise. Yes. So I come up with a great idea. Like when we leave the house, why don't we put a plastic bag on the door handle to, to keep him off the door? It's awesome. The dog will not get by. He gives that door a wide berth now. He barely goes on the carpet that's in the foyer. And I have a feeling, right, with the number of people that it showed on, t on, on Narcos, Pablo Escobar was was great at suffocating people as well. He had a number of different ways of killing people. <laughs> Jesus, that's a stretch, but I'll take it. <laughs> right, and I think, you know, Senor Escobar in our household, the four-legged tan Senor Escobar, just <laughs> has, has some old memories of plastic bags <laughs> and wants to stay away. You know why I love this? Because I know that we are not the only people that have nicknames and songs and, like, whole dialogues of personalities for our pets. And I think it's great. Like, obviously, Athena now is Shark Tank or the Tank, baby shark. Sharknado. 
Sharknado little dog. And she got the shark thing because she snaps at her brother's feet all the time. And she doesn't leave him alone. And Roman just wants to chill. And of course, Athena's like, play with me, play with me, because she's that puppy. And she snaps that you can hear her teeth at him to get his attention. And so we called her Baby Shark. And then, of course, she has the song, right? Everybody knows the Baby Shark song. And it has turned into Sharknado because she gets outside and she just runs laps continuously until you call her in. We've got some interesting characters for pets. We have we have a, a, a large house right now. It feels like a large household of animals. And this has been the most random-ass, long-winded story. Like, I don't <laughs> even remember where we're really taking it. You kind of started with the car. Yeah, because, right, you, you get the cars, you get the fact of tying it into to Narcos, you get the fact of wanting to flip the car, you get the fact of, you know, Lindsay not giving a damn about how many miles are on a lease and just driving all over the place. No, it's kind of catching them up on, my, on our life, right? <laughs> yeah, and then, right, we take the, <laughs> so the GL, right, the diesel, the big SUV, has a check engine light that comes on, and it's due for service and some things, so we take it in, and it needs seven or eight grand worth of stuff. Oh, kill me. They sent me that text message, and I was like, Ugh, get out. And there's there's normal things, right? When when the diesels hit a certain mileage, you have to replace the ad blue tank. You gotta there's just things on a German automobile that are out of warranty that you just have to expect as you buy one. Like I'm used to it from being in that world, but still seeing that service invoice, I'm like, man, let's let me thank you for diagnosing it, do the scheduled service, but I'm gonna take it somewhere else and have them do it without factory Mercedes Benz parts, right? It's out of warranty, so it's no big deal. And so, right, I've, I've been trying to sell the Pablo Escobar car, the Escobar one mobile and people will come and look at it because apparently these Toyotas have a cult following. They have a really weird, I don't say, we, yeah, right. It's weird people. They come and look at them like they're, <laughs> I haven't seen any of these people yet. Well, it's not that they're strange in their appearance or who they are, but it's like they're enamored by the car. They ask some really unique questions. They show up, they drive it and they say, yeah, thank you. Like, I'll let you know. And I've been in car sales before. I know that means you're not going to buy it. And right, okay, right. It's it's like you you think it's going to be something different when you show up. Or I don't know what these people's stories are because it's a fucking 1993 Toyota Land Cruiser. Yeah, I don't know what you're expecting. With 139,000 miles now, 140 because I've been driving it. And there's pictures of everything. Like you, it's just an old car, and I'm pricing it in accordance to that. Right. I take pictures of the auction, what they go through the auction for, and Blue Book, and it doesn't matter. All these people show up and they're not buying it. And that's fine because it's giving me an opportunity, especially on the backside of Narcos. Like, I'm going to clean this up, <laughs> put on the new back bumper, front bumper, running boards. It's actually at a local Toyota dealership getting completely gone through, slash, taken apart, slash, repaired and made as new as possible. I'm probably going to go as far as putting new carpet in it and. So now our $3,500 purchase is turning into ten grand. I mean, I'll probably have to put another three grand <laughs> into it to make it like I want it. But right now, as I'm recording this, if you hop on eBay right now and type in 1993 Toyota Land Cruiser, there is a white Land Cruiser with factory, 146,000 miles, three-owner car that has had 10 people bid on it, and the bidding's up to $13,500. That's crazy to me. Like these things just have such a weird following, and that's what I saw originally when Maybe I picked up. Maybe they're all Pablo Escobar fans. I mean, they could be. They they very well could be. <laughs> but that's a story. I, like, I don't even have like a, a, a cool way to wrap this up. Like, 
the, we have ca- and we're back yeah we have cars <laughs> coming out of our rear end none of them are what i want to drive you've been listening right i want a damn 911 turbo and one of rolls royce ghost like that's what i want to drive neither of which i care about i just want you to have them so that they make you happy i don't really care much of what I drive. I'd like an SUV, right? Because we've got two big pit bulls. I'm carrying horse shit back and forth to the barn all the time. Our kids and only, which absolutely means that every time we go somewhere, we have a minimum of two friends, typically. Like today I had the dogs, the saddle, both totes, and three kids in the car. Well, there's some unique irony about this entire situation. The irony of this is you might not know as a avid listener to 15 Minutes of Freedom, but a 1993 Toyota Land Cruiser (laughs) actually has a third row of seats. It does. That attaches to the sides. Like it folds. It was very strange looking. It was the very first time that a car, uh, some early Land Rover discoveries did this, but the seats actually split down the middle and fold up against the walls. Yeah. And you attach them. So like they hang. They hang in there. But if you were folded down, right, the back seat fits two and or three people. Yep. So the Land Cruiser, right, Lindsay keeps saying over and over again, I don't care what I drive. I don't care what I drive. I'm like, awesome. I got this Land Cruiser. Right, we're in a situation for my, you know, very piss poor decision with money a long time ago that we only pay cash for cars. Right? Like, I'll never have a loan on a car again. It's just not the way that I'm wired. I, I truly look at life now that if we can't afford to write a check for it, we just can't afford it, which has been a brilliant way, forcibly, right? I mean, this wasn't by choice originally. But it's made me have a completely different relationship with money. Like when I look at cars, I'm like, oh, it's only twenty grand. It's like, yeah, I gotta write a twenty grand but check. We gotta write like, a check for that, yeah. I don't know if I want to come off twenty grand right now, or whatever the number is. But Lindsay, of course, does not want to drive, even getting it fixed. No. It has leather. It's got Bluetooth. It's got Bluetooth stereo now. Yep. It's going to be by the time I get it back, it will drive as close to new. As a Land Cruiser can drive from 1993. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be awesome. It's just not something that I want to drive. So she does, in fact, care what she drives. And she wants it to be more than just any SUV because I just solved both problems real time. That's true. And she's telling me no. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah. It's all good. I get it. He Well, you wanted me to drive a dually for a while. I still want to get a a dually. I would love an F-350 diesel platinum because. dually pickup truck and i said so are we gonna get a horse trailer with that because that's really like when you get a dually you either own a cattle ranch or a bunch of horses and a big trailer and while that might be true literally for how i want to live life <laughs> what our family will eventually have and i'm somewhat spoiled by the nature of what i got to experience as a younger man right working for the man that I work for, he had something comparable. And whether that inspires this or it just became accustomed to it, it's kind of all the same. I believe every household should have a luxury sedan for long cruising. I believe every household should have a car that the wife drives, whatever it is of her choosing within reason. I believe there should be a sports car in the garage for the nice Saturday <laughs> sunny days. I believe you need a large SUV oh. With ample seating and towing capability in case, right, you want to take a long trip or tow a boat. That's different than the than the suburban type of car? It could be a suburban. Okay. And then I believe you need to have a pickup truck. Okay, so we got a truck, a sedan, an SUV, and a sports car. And probably a car that you drive. Right, it really makes no sense for you to drive an SUV. Hmm. It's just a story that you tell yourself. Because like 90% of the time, it is just you and Gianna in that car. 
and yeah. maybe Sharknado. But Sharknado does not sit in the, the the rear hatch anymore. She's too big. She's too entitled. She jumps over the seat, and she's trying to sit in the front. She sits in Jonah's lap, which is quickly getting ridiculous because she's 70 pounds. At the rate in which uh, Princess Athena there is growing, she's going to outweigh Gianna by March. Yeah. Right, she's she's really packing on the LBs, which I love. I want her. <laughs> I want to get a pit bull sled. I want her to tow a sled around. It's getting ridiculous. To, to, to bulk up her shoulders. <laughs> what if you haven't? You should Google like pit bull pit bull exercises. I have, and this was the same thing where you were like, he was buying her Bully Max food with protein powder and some vitamins and just all this stuff, and that dog. Is seven months old and seventy pounds. I know, but she it hasn't worked. had Bully Max in a long time, which I need to switch her food anyway. So back to Bully Max because it works. Yeah, and the vitamin tabs. Yeah, and the protein powder on top. Oh, I don't know about she that. She loves it. And she comes in the morning and jumps on my face with her. She's got like we call it mush, like all the the jowls and the the squishy face. She's such a blockheaded pit bull that she's got like she drools in shoestring laces. Like she's that pit bull. And so she comes in the morning with her protein powdered lips and she sets them on my face every morning. It's always good when a lady comes and sets her sets, lips on your face. Sets her lips on your face. <laughs> right. And to take that for what it could mean to you. So right here, here we have this car conundrum. We have new animals. We have just things. And the car conundrum isn't really that, right? We're one up happening is we'll get rid of a couple cars, we'll get Lindsay what she wants, I'll drive Escobar 1, because I set a big goal for myself, that I have to achieve some certain financial goals um, on, on revenue, and the upside of that is when I hit those numbers, I'll buy myself, I, I, from being in the car world, I don't have any interest in buying a new car, because the depreciation, I, I don't know how long I'll keep anything for, but I have a very specific silver on black 911 turbo that I want, six-speed manual, red brake calipers, right 07, 08, maybe 09, even though, yes, as you're listening, those are the problematic years. I still love them because it was the first 911 Turbo that I got to drive as a demo. I remember very, very clearly. Yeah, it's a nostalgic car for you. Yeah. So all right, that has to be a certain certain revenue by the end of March. And right, so I, I get to suck it up and drive Escobar 1, Pablo 1, whatever we're going to call it, until the end of March. And then I probably won't ever want to get rid of it, really, for what we'll own it for. I mean, who knows, right? I've said that about like 12 cars yeah, and we've gotten just, rid of all of them. You guys wouldn't believe, and I might have done a rundown of your cars once upon a time on, on this show, but in in the six years that we've been together, it has to be close to 30 cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It just, it's constant. Well, and for those of you that might have worked in the car dealership world before and been fortunate enough to have a demo, I was really spoiled because I had, right, um, Multiple seven-figure checkbook that allowed me to buy and sell whatever I wanted to drive. And whenever I got bored of something, I would just switch. And so that just became so much of my life. And then when I was, you know, blowing money like water, I would just, <laughs> right, I'd always have two or three cars sitting around, right? At one point I had a, a Hummer, a pickup truck, and a, shit, a M5. Yeah, BMW. I was going to say you had the BMW. Yeah, nope. a couple of motorcycles, right? Just stuff, like whatever I wanted, I'd hop on it. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Hmm. Lessons learned. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that's that's basically what's going on. Yeah, that's the catch up. We have some more stuff, right? I, it, it, I, 
we're breaking away from the specific cadence in which these shows come out. So as you're looking to, right, when are, when's the next episode going to come out? Is it going to be like it used to be that it was always on Saturdays? And no, right? Like when Lindsay can make it in and when it fits our schedule and we have some stuff to talk about, we're going to sit down and record some episodes or an episode. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's twice a month. Who knows what will come of it? But I realized the error in my ways in breaking up 15 Minutes to Freedom. And it wasn't so much that I needed to do that to learn things about myself and business and just life. But I really felt like I created a system in which I had to be a slave to. Like it wasn't fun anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, we got to record episodes. We got to record episodes. There needs to be something like on Saturday. Then I had to find guests all the time. And it, it was like, then I had two extra staff members helping create content for social media and all the stuff yep and while that's great and while i love it and while it brought me to right here it's also not the premise for the show yep right the the daily shows for me are i i share everybody the same format what why lesson learn apply the reason why you have enjoyed listening to this is because i tell you what i'm going to talk about i tell you the lesson i learned about it well i tell you why it's going to matter to you the lesson that i learned about it and how you can apply it to your life Mm mm-hmm that formula works to keep people's attention. It works in copywriting. It works in sales. It works in podcasting. It works in offer creation. Like that's just how our psyches work. And Lindsay and I shows have been more of just bringing you a step closer to our lives. So you can see right, right now it's good, but there's times where we've argued and you've been, I call it grumpopotamus on the, on the show with me. And not that our relationship hasn't always been good, but right. It's just, um, that's, We're a normal couple like everybody else. So, Yeah, and what's interesting is I was speaking to Dalton, right? mm-hmm. one of my good friends and clients today. He's like, man, you're in Lindsay's relationship is was like the groundwork, like the foundation. Like it inspired me to want something different than I had. Oh, I've heard, Honestly, though, I've heard that from a lot of people. And I'll say like I'm both Lindsay and I have obviously been in relationships before, <laughs> right? Some of us were assholes and like doubled and tripled up on them, right? Just to make sure we were learning all the lessons we could. But like our relationship is, uh, it's interesting how Lindsay says like we have issues like everybody else. I don't think we do. Right? Like I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I know that my experience being married to you Mm -hmm. has been vastly different and 100% exactly what I thought marriage was going to be the first time I was married right like this is our relationship is the relationship that I always had in my head right and I hate expectations because they always set you up for disappointment it was what I would have preferred my relationship and marriage to be in my life and I'm actually grateful for having a failed marriage because it's allowed me to appreciate more of the type of relationship and openness, honesty, communications, connection, like pick fucking something that we have. And so it's nice to be aware of that because I think that a lot of people get stuck in comparing their relationship to others and then they forget what's so great about the one that they're in. Yeah. I agree. So, so I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, yeah, we have little arguments and little disagreements and little tiffs and stuff, but it's not. It's very few and far between. It's not that big of a deal. And we have enough groundwork of communication and openness with each other that it goes away pretty quickly because we don't let it fester. We just talk. Well, yeah, I was saying, like, I don't really even know what those tips are. No, but I mean, but they're like, 
It's just grumpopotamus things, right? Right? You're crabby. You're being a bitch. Well, you're being a dick. I like fuck you, whatever, for like five minutes, and we talk about it, and it's done. Oh yeah, that makes sense, right? I mean, this is not like over oversimplifying or making our relationship more grandiose. This is just real. Like I, yeah. When someone says like, "Well, what do you guys fight about?" I say nothing. Right? Like I have to manufacture something. Like when I leave dishes in the sink, we don't fight about that. It's a conversation. It's like, "Hey, you dumbass," but like you almost expect it now. Yeah, well, like the other last week, I sent you a picture and said, like, after the day before, I had said, sweetheart, every single day I am putting away your stuff, your shaker cups you take out of your gym bag and you just put in the sink when you can put them in the dishwasher. It's right next to there. And every day I'm putting away the blender from your brain fuel coffee. Yep. I am putting and cleaning out the coffee pot and the things and washing it out. Like, stop. I'm not your maid. I don't want to clean this up every day. You're capable of taking the 30 seconds it takes to put it in the dishwasher and wash out your shit and put the blender away. That's it. And so the next day, it was all left out again. And I took a picture of it and I'm like, motherfucker, it's every goddamn day and I'm really sick of it. Yeah. So those are the things that like... Yeah, just deal with it. (laughs) I'm kidding, right? I've I've done... I've been more conscientious of that on on a daily basis. Yeah. Certainly not perfect with it. Because I admittedly, where I said I put so little value in that, like, it's like I think we should have a house person that comes and cleans up and <laughs> does well, stuff. Well, the, 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 the honesty, the realness of that situation is you want somebody to come and do your half of the work. No, I want someone to come and do 100% of the work. <laughs> Just period. Like, yes, and that's going to start with my half because I don't want to fucking exactly. do it. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so... Right, I just want to clue you in as you're listening for what's to come, what to expect, because, um, right, I think as this season of life exists, at least for me, it's breaking down those false pretenses of what has to be done and doing a hell of a lot more of what I want to do. Yeah. Because there's this thing of like always pushing, always working so hard, always putting in hours, always grinding and hustling. And I'll tell you, I'm living the happiest I've lived not feeling obligated to work nearly as hard as I have felt in the past. And I'm generating revenue and making an impact at a higher level than I have before. Mm-hmm. And so I like, who knows? I'm going to stop this episode and literally pause. And we're going to record a second one right now. Cause I have something else I want to talk about. It just doesn't fit with this show. <laughs> so this show of random shit that we've covered today. Yeah. We're going, we're going to uh, bid you adieu as you're listening to this show. And Pause for a second, get a drink of water, and I encourage you whenever the next show airs to tune in because there's an exciting announcement. At least I'm excited about it. And you're going to want to probably hear about it. I like it. Okay. I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm sure I I know what it is, but I'm not going to know what it is until we start recording the next episode. You're giving me a look like, bitch, you don't know. I'm just trying to end the episode. Bye, everyone.